All right, man. Well, Frank Hickman, one half of the Hickman brothers, world famous. Now, uh, Frank, um, always good to get you back on, man. Of course, we did the last one in Phuket. We, I think we talked about a lot of the guys that you're working with, a uh, lot of moving pieces right now. But let's get into the first one. Is uh, uh, Let's go back to UFC 243. You were there for all the training camps for Israel and, and Dan Hooker. And, and uh, talk about being in that environment before the actual fights and the, the grind and, 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 the, and the work that you guys put in. Um, it was... It was a it was a great experience, you know. Uh, it was my third time coming over to Auckland, and that was my longest stint. I stayed for about four and a half weeks here, and then I spent fight week in Melbourne. And it was it was a grind, man. It was a uh, it was full training camp for me. You know what I mean? Even though I'm just a wrestling coach, I was I was in the mix. I was in the trenches. I was doing it all with the boys. So it's just. Um, it was good. It was a lot of hard stuff. You know, Brad had to fight, and then Brad made his debut, and then uh, Dan Hooker had his fight, and he took out a top five guy, and then you had um, Israel, obviously, did what he always does, and he showed up and performed, and it was it was an amazing experience. And I also was working with Justin Taffa, so Justin Taffa made his debut as well on the Melbourne card. Things didn't go his way, you know, and then one of my brothers uh Tato Ivasa made his he fought again um so it was a bittersweet for me but you know um the boys will get better and learn from it and then from the other side of things you know the guys that I spent the camp here with went three and oh so that was that was something special for me and it's just it was good to be a part of that that culture that they have here because you know I don't know if you know this or not but like since the success this gym has been having it's like the community thrives off of it. And I'm not saying that just to say like it, it really does thrive off of it. Like uh, I did a poverty. We did a poverty, which means we were greeted, you know, uh, by the local people. Um, we sat in on the ceremonies. We did everything like that. Uh, we got off the planes. Um, they did some stuff for us there. They did a haka and stuff. It was, it was incredible. You know, it was unbelievable. So being a part of that, their culture, being part of the tradition you know they gave me a green stone which is only given to you by the locals so you know i was wearing it around melbourne and people were they're like oh man you got a green stone and i was just like yeah i didn't know the extent of it but you know they were like no that's serious so it's kind of like i was welcomed into everything you know what i mean and every time i'm here they show me a tremendous amount of love you know eugene andre doug uh, mike's tours they always look out for me so it was it was an amazing time um and you know now i'm back again for alex's camp so you know, we got something good going here. You know, I come over for the camps and, you know, do the wrestling with the boys and stuff like that. I'm a, I'm a body that I use. If I need to run class, I run class, you know, if something happens. So I really enjoy mixing it up. I'm at a point right now in my life where you can't put a price tag on what I'm learning and the experience I'm getting, you know, from the coaching staff here, uh, from these high-level athletes. So, you know, that in itself is, for me, the experience and riding the wave as i call it you know i'm riding the wave right now with the boys and it's it's phenomenal you know there's no better feeling um i'm very fortunate that tiger allows me to come over and and help and contribute but i think they see you know what my brother and I have going you know i think they see that we are adding contributing our part of it our you know what we need to do to bring to the table and that's what it's about you know it's just at the end of the day the, the boys are helping the boys 
we're all coming together. And this started before, you know, I moved to Thailand. I know that when I came over, we started the Hickman Bros, but George knew Brad. He knew Eugene. He knew Izzy. He knew Kai. He knew Dan. So he knew all these boys, and he worked out with all these dudes before. He used to coach Kai when he first started, and you know. And so this is all kind of evolved. Same thing. He's helped all of them, and and then now I just have the opportunity to come over and travel. So I'm blessed to be able to do that. And the, every time I come back, you know, it's we just pick up where we left off. I know the whole gym. You know, I know everybody. I know the I know my way around town now as well. So it's getting good. Uh, two forty three was definitely an emotional roller coaster for you. You know, you had people win, you had people lose. But that video, that clip that the UFC put up of when Israel won his title, of you just yeah. what was going through your mind, man? Because you looked like it was oh, insane in there. It was just, man. It was just a wave of emotions. It's just, you know, you just invest so much time with these guys, and you know what they go through. And like I say, man, them getting hurt. They sign up for it. Like, this is what they chose to do for a living. So you deal with the decisions you make. But that doesn't bother me. Like, oh, somebody gets cracked or they break an arm all it'll heal. But, like, when you see guys fall short, you know what it feels like because, like, I experienced it in wrestling. And, man, like, it really, like, burns and leaves, like, a sour taste. And you really feel for them. But when you see them just, like, rise to the occasion, Brad wins. And then Dan comes along and cooks, oh, boy. And then you got Izzy who drops him in the first. And then stares at him and like you could just like everybody in the back was just they were like, Oh, it's it's over in a second. Dan kept saying it. You know, when he went back to the corner, you could see through his eyes, like he wasn't he wasn't there. And then second, boom, then he hit him again and dropped him. And man, like the place just went nuts, man. I just I couldn't it, you can't sit in that room and just just kind of stand still. Your emotions take over and you realize everything that you've done is, you know, has 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 come to and you know, and as he did he rose to the occasion at the highest level and he proved all the doubters wrong. Not that anybody doubted him. You know, we surely, none of us did. Like I know what that guy's capable of, but man, it was just, it was unbelievable experience because they went, they went three and oh, and because they were leading the charge on that, you know, it was kind of built around that. So half their 200 people, maybe from the gym or something, something crazy came. So the crowd was pumping and it was just, it was just electric from beginning to end. I did. I went nuts, man. I couldn't contain it. I jumped up like I was just pushing people. It just you just don't know what to do. Like you can't really. You may think what you're going to do when it happens, but then when it does, you just you just lose your shit. So that's what I did. You know. Yeah, your real. I guess your real self comes out in those moments. Oh, you know? yeah. There's no. Like I said, you could plan something or whatever, but then when it takes over, you just you just go with what you feel and. Yeah. I don't know what to do, but just, just go nuts on everybody. Yeah, and then yeah, once it's yeah. over, you get so much anxiety, not anxiety, you get so nervous and you know, your palms are sweating and I was back and forth to the bathroom and I was just nervous. And then once it's all over, you're just like, whew, just a breath of fresh air, man. And it's, it's just a relief. It's just a big relief. So I'm looking forward to getting that feeling on December 14th. You know, so That was your first uh, champ camp. And it was successful. Now you're involved in another uh, champ camp with uh, Volkanovski. This camp, yeah. you're more involved. Out, you know, is it is it safe to say that you're more closely involved in this one? Um, I would say, uh, it's kind of hard because 
I do the same thing that I do with that I do with Volk that I do with Israel, but also but Volk's maybe more my weight around my size. So you know we do you know him and I maybe do like some more wrestling and stuff like that. So we but it's along the same lines of it's just hard work and it's just it's just a grind and it's just there's times where I feel like uh, but you got to pick your shit up and keep it moving for you know for Volk because at the end of the day. It ain't about me. It's about him. It's about him getting his hand raised and seeing how far he's come in such a short amount of time in the sport, in the sport of wrestling, of how good he's gotten at it. And that's what you, you know, that's that's just the main focus to me. Like it, everything else is really like, okay, everything takes the back seat to this guy right now. You know what I mean? It's the same in the last camp. Like you help all the boys, but boom, I'm here for these three. Let's go. Now I'm here for this. Let's go. And that's that's what it is. You just full swing. You hit the ground running. You know, he picked me up from the airport. I landed at like four. I was out at four, five fifteen. I was at the gym. They were sparring at six forty-five. So I got off the plane and got right to it. And um, we haven't really looked back since. You know, we got this week to finish. Next week, and I believe he leaves next Saturday, so he gets in a week out. And then I get in there on the, the next day, that Sunday. Being a coach. But at the same time, you're a guy that goes in there and, and spars with them and, and trains with them and gets dirty with them. You know, compared to a lot of other coaches, they're mostly on the sidelines observing and coming up with strategies and like some, you know, like that. You know, how, how beneficial is that for the fighter that you can get in there and kind of get dirty with them and, and, and kind of you yeah. know, show them what, what, what works and what doesn't work? I mean, I feel like that's my way of you got to earn the trust somehow. Like you got to, you know, if I just rock up and I say, Oh, this is, they're going to say, well, who the hell is this guy? Like, so it took me a while to, to, to build up to it. You know, with Alex, it was, Oh, he'd come to tiger. We'd wrestle some. And then the boys fought in Adelaide and we wrestled some more. And then before that was before we fought Mendez. And then we just took it slowly. And then I went and did a tour in Australia for some wrestling about a week. We did some more. In Melbourne, we did some more, and then it was just like, oh. And then when I came over for Izzy's camp before we fought Gastelum, he was here for two weeks. We roomed together, and that's when we kind of like really, we started just wrestling, wrestling, wrestling. And that's, I think that's what makes it, for me, that's how I justify it. You know what I mean? Is I, would, I justify it as, oh, I'm going to get my hands dirty with the boys. All right, here we go. And you get in there. It ain't always the fun of sparring them because, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm definitely no, no Pacquiao, you know what I mean? But, you know, other than that, my thing is wrestling. So if I get the better of them in wrestling, well, I got to let them get their face back and I got to get into their world of sparring. And that's how that's how I justify it. And you get in there and you do certain positions and then they'll come up to you and they'll ask you after, hey, what'd you do earlier when you did this? And I say, oh, I did this. Or I'll do some defense and they'll say, what'd you do there? I'll say, oh, I did this. So, you know, it's just, you just, as many positions as you can get to, you get to. You just, you know, from one to the other, from one to the other. And, um, yeah, that's that's what I do. And it's, for me, like, they're getting better at it. Like, Volk's getting, he's getting a lot better wrestling. So it's not easy for me anymore. So you know what I mean? So I justify it as, as well, maybe I can't do what I used to do to him. But also I justify it as, well, he's getting better at it. So my job, I'm doing my job. You know what I mean? and um that's yeah so getting in, getting in there with the boys mixing it up that's 
that's the fun part for me too, because I don't want to be one of those guys that kind of watches from the sidelines. And, no disrespect, but I don't want to be the guy that just like watches from the sideline and says, "Oh, you should do this." Well, here I'll show you what you should do. You should do. Here's how it feels. Here's how the wrong way feels. Here's how the right way feels. You know what I mean? So, and they they appreciate it. You know what I mean? They they understand it. I think they would rather that. You know. But I stay I stay in my lane when it comes to that. I'm not out here showing these dudes like a slip, you know, hook cross. <laughs> I'm I'm sticking to what I know. Well, having them bring you in, you know, all these uh, notable names to help them, it must build your confidence in your coaching, man. Of course, you need to have that, right? Any coach needs to mm. have confidence with them, you know, of their abilities to coach somebody and. Does that does that elevate every time you get involved in a camp like this? Oh, for me it does. It's definitely reassuring. It's fulfilling. You know that you've been doing your job. And, of course, like it's hard not to have confidence of a coach when you work with the guys that I work with, you know, that are here. Brad's, you know, the Izzy's, the, the Volks. I hope Daniel, I hope Kyle looks. But then the guys over at Tiger that I have as well. So when I'm there, the Maribix, the Peter Youngs, the Tyre, the Tysons, the the Roostums, you know, the Khalils, like all those guys, like those guys are phenomenal as well. So I love both of them, you know what I mean? Because there's more wrestling there, right? Because there's, you know, the Russians, et cetera, et cetera. But then coming over here, like they bring me back, they bring me back, they bring me back. So I always tell myself, just keep doing your job, just keep doing your job. And it's hard not to be confident as a coach when you have these guys like thanking you on a daily basis and like giving you praise and stuff. You know, it's humbling at the same time because I do the same thing to them when I watch them spar. It's to me, it's just like mind blowing to see because to watching them spar, they're so high level. It's like me watching um a high level wrestling match. You know, to me, that's like the pinnacle of watching is a high level wrestling match that's like watching them spar it's just high level and it's just sometimes you just don't see that like in the states you know what i mean so it really is like watching poetry sometimes yeah it's a it's a phenomenal situation you have with tiger muay thai and city kickboxing and and your connections in australia um when you think about it when you talk to people back at home you know the what do they what do they usually ask you you know because they probably see you on tv at the ufc's cornering and and just being involved, yeah. you know, what is the reaction from the family, from from your old college teammates, people like that? To be honest, like my my dad tries to stay up to the date now and stuff. You know what I mean? Like he knows he's met Israel. Uh, I don't think he's met Alex, but he's met Eugene. They've had good chats. We've gone to eat two, three times when we were in Atlanta. But he'll watch the fights and stuff or he'll say, oh, I saw you in the corner. A lot of my teammates will message me and say the same thing. But. Uh, some of my other family members they don't they don't know about the UFC. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. but the guys I went to school with and wrestled, and like some of my old coaches, like they know they follow. You know, Instagram they'll tag me and stuff if they see me and stuff, which is cool. But you know, for the most part, some of my family they just they don't they don't follow the sport, which you know it is what it is. You know, to mm-hmm. me, like that's that's all gravy. But my dad's getting more into it and stuff like that, and. They always ask me, where's your favorite place? Or they'll ask me, can you get me a t-shirt signed by Izzy? Or can you get, you know, Scott messaged me the other day from home. He's like, hey, Frank. He's like, big Alex fan. He's like, I was wondering if you get a t-shirt signed. 
And I was just taking the piss. I took a picture of like Valkyrie and sent it to him. He was like, oh, man, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I'm a 2X. I'll see you when you're in Wilmington. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, yeah, cheers, mate. I guess I'll see you, see you whenever. You want me to send you this shirt too? Like, it's funny, man. Like, I will, I will get messages from people saying, hey, did you get them to follow me yet? I'm just like, nah, well, why not? <laughs> because I'm not just going to go up to them. And, you know what I mean? Like, these dudes probably get that all the time. Yeah. So, you know, I just try to, that's for the most part, that's how it is. Uh, but it's good, man. It's, um, I feel, you know, I feel proud because, you know, where I'm from, it's not, um, not the best wrestling and that stuff like that. So, you know, for me, after college, people go and wrestle. But I didn't want to wrestle after college. But now I found this. So this is my version of it. You know what I mean? I'm not really doing it for myself. Obviously, I'm doing it because I want to build a career for my brother and I'm from it. But I'm doing it because this side of the world doesn't have it. And I'm trying to spread through it. And I'm trying to get involved with all the boys and just learn, let them learn as much as they can and, like, bring something to the table, bring what I can bring to the table to benefit them um, and ride the wave at the end of the day. Between uh, 243 and this upcoming event, I know you went back to Tiger and you got to work with a, a new a new member of your team, I guess, so to say, Rustam. He came down to Tiger. He worked with you guys for, for, yeah, for like maybe a, a, a couple months, right? Am I right? Yeah, man. He came in for eight, about eight weeks, but I think I was gone for, maybe he came for six weeks. I was gone for five weeks, five and a half weeks. So I got back for like, I probably did a week with him and I got back and did like half a week. And then he was already in Dagestan, but I went in the corner of Moscow. Man, he's a great guy. Uh, Ruslan is a super cool dude, man. Um, speaks good English. He's real. He's Dagestan. He's real laid back. He doesn't get too worked up. You know, he shows up. He's never late. He does what he needs to do. Um, he works hard and that's it. He can crack jokes. He can take the piss. He's, he can laugh. Like, you know, the joke with us, with the Dagestans and the Chechens is always the copious amounts of tea that you drink. Like when I went to Moscow or Chechnya. I'm always drinking tea. They just love tea. So, like, that's the joke. And it's true. When we get together, I mean, it's an hour and a half, two hours of, of just drinking tea and just, like, chatting and chatting and chatting. But that's their tradition. That's what they do. So, for us, you know, let them do it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm keen with that. I'm cool with that. He's, a, he's easy to get along with. Kick it with him outside sometimes, grab a feed or something like that. And uh, I really got to know him. And man, he's a super nice guy. I went to Moscow and cornered him. Spent five days there. Was around him and like his team. And uh, we were in the back room, and it was just like all the Dagestani boys, man. And you know what I mean? They all show me love. So he's coming back uh, the beginning of December. He'll he'll be back. Um, hopefully, maybe he gets on that London card. So it's gonna be good. We right, we so enjoy. So you guys are planning there. on. Working with him for his next camp, yeah. then. All yeah, right, well, we're looking we're look, looking forward to having Rustam back. That's nice. That's nice, man. Adding to the to the roster. Did you get to work with the uh, Cynthia while she was out there? I did 
I did a little bit. I got to wrestle a little bit with her. Uh, she came to the classes and stuff. She's a lot smaller than me, so you know I couldn't do too much. But um, I got to wrestle with her a little bit. So I know she fights in two weeks. DC, be good one for. You know what I mean. So, um, but now she's another one. Man, she's a tough girl. She's. It was good for her too because Loma was here. So Loma was there with her. So her and Loma, same weight. Got to do a lot of a lot of working out together and we're sparring partners and stuff. When I think back, man, like two years ago, I think I met you maybe two and a half years ago, something like that. Yeah. And uh and when you were working with Tiger at that time, you know, when you just started, I think, when you just got back, uh, there was maybe a few fighters you were working with and you were building them up. Now you got top ten ranked fighters at Tiger. You're working with guys that are champs. Man, it's like it's almost like a fairy tale, like in a way, how everything yeah. has worked. You know, it's it's I timing is so important. You know what I mean? Like being at the right place at the right time, at the right moment, having the right skills and being able to say the right things and, and it seems like you've done all of those things perfectly as you went along yes. throughout these last couple of years. It my buddy messaged me the other day and said, um, we used to live in Atlanta together and we worked together. And when I left the car dealership, he was just, you know, he was one of the ones that told me I should go. And I remember, like, and I told him in the message, I said, man, I remember we were eating. There was three of us, my two buddies, we were eating at a Thai restaurant in Atlanta in the city on a Sunday night. And I told the boys, like, hey, like, I made my mind up, I'm going. And they were all for it. And I told him what I wanted to do. And he messaged me. He said, now look at you, you know. You're right where you need to be. And it's true. For where we need to be, I know we want to go further, but this is what I moved over here for. You know, this is why I left the States and kind of put everything behind and come over and help my brother build something good, you know, help build the Hickman Bros brand. And people took the piss at the beginning and they were like, oh, you'll be back fast. And I almost did come back fast, but I'm glad I didn't because anything worth doing and worth building, it takes time. And I needed to give it time, and and then that's what we're doing is we're you know now we're we're starting to see that we you got to give it time. It doesn't happen overnight. You know when I came in, Tide made his uh, debut. Izzy made his debut in Perth, and I went to watch Ty. It was the second fight, but Volk fought on that card too. Tyson fought on the card. Mark and I didn't know Izzy at the time. It's the first time I met him, but and then. Peter Yan made his debut in Singapore. And then now look at him. He's on a five-fight win streak. And he's fighting the Hall of Famer Faber on the same card as Kai and the same card as Vault. And, you know, now we're getting more and more guys that come over to the camp because they want to come over for, you know, for the wrestling part of it. And then, like you said, timing's everything. And um, I still remember, man, I was sitting at Poke Bowl and Eugene messaged me. Before, before I went to help him with Gaston, Eugene messaged me. And I saw my phone, and it was saved, saved as Big Huge. And before I even opened it, I knew what it was about. And I remember I got real anxious, and I was just like, oh, man, I'm going to wait a little bit to open this. Because I was, like, real amped up. And then I opened it, and he goes, he just said, hey, Frankie. And then I kind of, like, I said, I said something like, yeah, you know what I mean? Just, like, I kind of have an idea what this is about. And he was like, you want to come over and help for the camp? And then I was just like, I kind of like lost it in Pokeboy. Eh? And I rang George. I think I maybe drove there because I wanted to tell him a person. And I was just like, hey, man, like, 
this just came up. And then he was just like, oh, we'll make it work. Like, you need to go. We'll make it work. So I'm real thankful for George because he always has my back. Like, he'll always cover stuff for me so we I can go do this. And like you said, the timing. And then that kicked off. And then while I was here is when I started rooming with Volk. And we, you know, we were already cool put together, but this kind of, like, made it even better. And then it was that. Then I came back for the end for Brazil, even though I couldn't do shit because I caught staff on my leg on the way over. So I, <laughs> I was like a fanboy on the sidelines, eh? And then uh, I came back for Izzy's last one. I'll come back for this next one. I'm here for Volk now. And, um, yeah, man, timing's everything. We're right where we need to be. Uh, we're on the right track to where we're going. But, you know, we still got stuff we want to do. I still got goals. You know, um, obviously Israel, Israel is the champ right now. But, Alex, you know, for me, Volk, you know, him winning the belt December 14th is going to be a huge stamp for us on our credentials, man. And that's, that's something that I take real personal with everybody. You know what I mean? So same thing with Peter Yon, you know what I mean? Peter Yon having this fight, like you just see these dudes work so hard day in and day out. It's it's just, it's hard not to, to give everything you got for them because you know what it takes, you know what it involves. And yeah, man, like I said, I know I've said it before, but you just can't, you can't really put in a word sometimes like where you're at. When you take a big picture and you look at things in, like it's my fourth time in New Zealand, Moscow three times, Chechnya. Been to Australia probably six, seven times. Like I talked to people back home, man, and they never even left the States. You know what I mean? They're like, how, how is it over there? I'm like, man, you got to you gotta find out for yourself. And they're like, oh, yeah, but you travel for your job and stuff, and you coach the boys. And I said, hey, you're right. Thank you. You know, I got to remind myself sometimes, like, and when I'm not here, my home is in Phuket, Thailand. You can't beat that, man. You know, you've been to Thailand. Yeah, remember yeah. George brought you Remember George brought you out and then didn't see you for three days? <laughs> you know what I mean? Come on, man. Like, that's, it's, it's really, it's really, um, I got the best job in the world. I haven't worked a day since 2017 is what I tell Eugene. I was like, bro, I haven't worked a day since 2017. It's true. You know, my job consists of working out with the boys, making sure they're ready to go. Uh, Pokey Bowl could drive me crazy sometimes, but it is what it is, man. Like, got nothing to complain about. Before we get into Alex's fight coming up, you know, the title fight, I want to talk about Peter. You know, I think Peter is, Peter Jan, is his story, man, of where he has come from. Like, five years ago, that's when he first got the Tiger. And he was—he never even had a fight, like yet. And now he's about to possibly fight for the title next year. That's five years yeah. from having no fights to fighting for a UFC title, man. Like when you see him in the training room and and just just watch him and 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 look at the development and and his skill set. Do you feel like Faber has no chance? Uh no, I wouldn't say that. The guy's a Hall of Famer. He's had a lot of fights. Like, you can never count him out. But I will say him fighting Peter Yan um, is going to be a, a, a very big challenge because Peter is a specimen. And when I say he's a specimen, I say, I say that meaning, man, like the stuff he can do is – it's on. It's unbelievable to me, man. It's 
it's hard to put in the work sometimes, like watching what he can do and like the talent level that he's at, his boxing, his scramble ability, his wrestling, his pace, like his gas tank, uh, his work ethic. You know, like you just said, five years ago, he didn't have a fight. He wins the ACB belt. He comes in and he's just been cooking boys. You know what I mean? And he's only getting better. And he is a phenomenal. He's just a he's just an athletic white boy. Like that dude is an athletic white boy. And I, I don't say that in the wrong way, but like back home, that was the thing. Like, oh, how is he? Oh, he's an athletic white dude. Oh, okay. This he is, man. Like he's but everything he's gotten, like he's worked for. You know what I mean? He's always he's always early to everything. He always stays late. He always just works, man, and works and works. And I'm just excited to see him put on a show. I love all the guys that I that I coach and everything, but my two favorite guys to watch, and this is no disrespect, but my two favorite guys to watch are is Israel and Peter Yon. They're the most exciting for me to watch because, you know what I mean? Like they just you don't. It's like they get in there and it's something. They switch something on, and it's just it's it's just a, it's just another world. It's just like a, it's like a show. That's why I call it the Peter Yan show. His nickname's No Mercy, but I always say the Peter Yan show. And it's starting to stick. I see people starting to say it a little bit. So like, kind of gets me excited, fired up because it's true, man. Like, he'll rock out the practice, coach, coach, wraps his hands, does his thing, starts warming up, and then it's just like letting him out of the cage. He just starts going to work. So watching him progress, seeing what he can do, man, has been very incredible. And but. I saw this happen in a long a while ago. You know, the boxing coach at, at uh, uh, Sam and John Boy, and my brother. Like we've 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 talked about this. Like, okay, we got Valentina. She's got the belt. This was before Volk fought Mendez. Well, Volk wins a couple more. He's gonna. Well, Peter Young's three and zero. He keeps it up. We're gonna have another. So I'm sitting there licking my chops because I know, like, if things keep going the way and the boys keep working and keep busting their ass. Vault gets his shot. Vault wins the belt. Peter Yan wins one, maybe two next year. Boom, he get he's fighting for the belt. So there's three, you know what I mean. And then it's gonna be, oh uh, yeah, now you know what I mean. Like this is what we moved over here for. So it's things things kind of line up like that. And then we got other guys that we're building up to the pipeline. Got to build them up, build them up. And it ju- it just takes time, man. Like you know, we're very fortunate because it's not it, it doesn't. It's me, it's George, it's Raphael, it's Alex, Tariq, Emilio, it's Sam, it's John Boy for boxing, it's our strength training coaches, it's our Muay Thai guys on the pads. Like it takes takes a village to like build these to, to keep everything rolling, you know what I mean? Like when I'm away right now, the boyers are running classes, but you know, it's crazy because like it takes a lot of guys to do it, but it's 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 all coming together and everybody's on the same page. Everybody's working for something. So it's amazing to sit back and watch like everything unfold and you know with tiger they they give you tremendous amount of support you know so everything you need's there and i know volk does his camp there then he goes home and then he finishes in new zealand that's fine that works for him awesome but you know we're along for the ride of that we're part of that you know so it's good i always say i just can't wait until Peter learns English because once he does that, man, it's gonna be over, man. Those once yeah. he can get out in those press conferences and and express himself in English the way he wants to express himself, he's gonna yeah. be 
it's gonna be straight fire man like i've talked yeah. to him off camera and you know he's he's learning but once he gets it down you know where he could get it up to like khabib level english it's gonna be yeah, a show like you said that. it's gonna be the peter yan show yeah they tell him like how's his english how's his english how's his english i'm like oh you need to learn some english sometimes uh he knows he's got to learn it and i think he's taking english classes so you know happy for him because like you said once he can once he can talk that shit on camera you know what i mean because he has no problem in the press conferences just walking up the boys and just <laughs> you know yeah. what i mean he's like what's up so i think once it unfolds man it'll be it'll be exciting to watch yeah yeah man still young too man so young um now with volk man he's been in camp he's been traveling but now he's back for the the, the last part with you and in, in city kickboxing and you got joe lopez out there uh, a, a great combination um how has Joey he been Bags. looking you know what i mean like compared to other camps compared to you know the past is it just you know business as usual there's nothing you need yeah. to really get into extra it's just like we we have the formula just go with the formula and let's work it's business it's, it's business as usual um staying healthy business staying strong staying fit um Knowing where we're good at, being aware of where he's good at, how we're going to exploit him, what we're going to do, you know, where we need to do it at. It's just, hey, you know what I mean? Like it's just, it's a solid, it's a system, but it's easy with Volk. He's a professional man, and I, I tell people this all the time. Like the guy likes to work. He has no problem with hard work. He ain't scared of it. So it's, it makes it easier for us because, you know what I mean? I can. If I need to, like, if we wrestling and it's going to be a hard one, he's okay with it. If we go something on the pads and it's more light, okay. But just because it's hard, man, you know, I think he enjoys it more. You know, he really enjoys the hard practices. He he enjoys the process. He enjoys the grind. He enjoys the his body just being completely fucked afterwards. You know what I mean? Like, that's 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 okay to him. And I think that's why he's at the point where he's at. And man, I just can't wait. You know, my fingers are crossed. Just keep them, just staying healthy until then. Fine tuning stuff. You know, building it, building it, building it, building it, building it. And then when it when it comes when it comes time for the co-main event, everybody's gonna know. And like I said, man, I know what he's capable of. We all know what he's capable of. But there's still some doubters out there. So you gotta, you know, he'll be able to shut them up. And I'm just excited for him. And for him for his family because he, he does this for his family and you know he used to he used to be in concrete and stuff and then he put it down and he chased his dream as a fighter moved to thailand for a year and then got in the ufc and then since then it's just been yeah. so yeah there's a lot of doubters out there man if you want if you go oh, online cool. and and see the the breakdowns and 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 the pundits and and stuff like that you see that uh, everybody believes Max, you know, is the big favorite in this fight. What do you feel like Volk brings to this fight that no other fighter has brought? You know, not Frankie Edgar, not Ortega. What what is what does he bring? A different skill set. Uh, a gas tank. I think when somebody's gas tank can match Max Holloway's, if not, it's going to be better. That's going to be a deciding factor. You know, he's incredibly strong. 
Um, his pace is ruthless. He used to just be a wrestler, but in his last couple, it's all now he's a striker slash and he can wrestle. So it's kind of like, well, pick one or the other. Which one is he? Because like I see these people slowly getting on the train. They're slowly jumping on board. They're slowly jumping on board. But there's still those people that don't they don't want to commit. They don't want to give them because, you know what? Max is a phenomenal fighter, man. I love watching him. But um, there's always those people that want to see you not do well and don't want to see you take out the big dog. But that's, you know, you need those people. And I think there's a lot of those people out there, but I just, and I'm not being arrogant, man, but it, you, I look at the fight and I think about it and I've watched many fights and I just don't know where, you know, where Alex isn't better. If that makes sense, you know, and as a coach, you got to be confident in your guys. And I am, but like you talk about it with him and you can see it in his eyes, man. You can like hear it in his voice. You can hear it in his tone. Like the dude's just, he's on a mission. And, you know, when you're around stuff like that, it's contagious. And it's just, I don't know, man, you can kind of feel the aurora in the room. You can feel it when we're training, you know what I mean? It's business. And, but we have fun with it too, because you got to have fun with it. And um, like I said, man, I'm just ready for him to like. It won't be for shock for us, but for him to shock the world. This is the the last fight, I believe, for your for the team, right? This year, you know what what are the plans for early next year for yourself? Are you uh, do you have anything up in line? Do you have like seminars? Because I know you've been doing seminars in Australia, mm. and and do you have things planned for early next year, or are you just waiting until this is over and then get get things booked? Yeah, man, I'm focusing on this. This is my main focus. Um, fight December 14th. Um, get back to Thailand. Get into camp with some of the other boys. Uh, I know Tapa's fighting in Houston uh, February 8th. I know the Auckland card is the week or two after that. So I know some of the boys will be on that. And then Izzy will be after that. I don't know when exactly. But I'm sure I'll be back over here in the jam early Feb and, but right now my focus is December 14th. I think for us, I know we've said it in the past, but my brother and I are really going to focus a lot on our technique videos and stuff. You know, that's something we want to start doing is the techniques and getting that going with the website and stuff like that. Uh, start selling our t-shirts more, putting them online and stuff like that and then getting them out because you know we have 200 or so we made but a lot of we just give out to the fighters to the boys to the usos and but we need to you know because people message us and stuff and it's it's definitely relieving and it's uh, makes you feel good but we want to start getting those out and um but that's just kind of a little bit down the road you know a couple months but my main focus is the next three weeks are you going to be in the corner with alex Yes, I'll be in the corner. He gets four. So uh, I made the cut. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, um, yeah. Man, to be honest with you, if it had been three, man, I wouldn't have given a damn because I know the work I put in with him. Like last like last time I'd have been in the back anyway with the boys watching. So to me, that's, you know, people ask me that, oh, don't you get upset? No, nah, I don't get upset about that stuff, man. It's not what's best for me. It's what's best for him. You know what I mean? So. That'd be selfish of me to like kick a fit and like throw a hiss about it. I'm not, it's not about it. It's about what's best for Alex. But, you know, he gets four cornermen. He, he asked me, he trusts me. He kind of just said, like, hey, you'll be in the corner. So I'm like, 
I said, yeah, of course, bro. Um, yeah, man, it's exciting. It's my first first one to be in the corner of the title. So I'm in yeah, up. That's a milestone, man. You kicked yeah, you, end, you end 2019 with a milestone of being in the corner for the first time during a championship fight at the highest level. You can't get Combat better than sport. that, man. Yeah, you can't. Nah, <clears throat> it really is the pinnacle, man. So it's uh, it's going to be good. You think of it as like a college coach. Pinnacle's coaching somebody at the, in the national finals, like at the NCAA level, Division One. If you went higher than that, the Olympic or world, but this is the sport is just getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and this card is fucking stacked, yeah. and everybody's watching. My dad goes, my dad's in a band, um, and he plays every weekend, and he's just like, oh, if the, if the boys ain't playing that weekend, I'll probably get the fight. I'm just like, what do you mean you'll probably get the fight? <laughs> fucking, you get the fight regardless. Like wherever you're playing, have them put it on the TV. Like this ain't yeah. no game, Dad. Like you got it. He's like, oh yeah, yeah, I'll get it, I'll get it, I'll get him. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I got my two high school wrestling coaches are coming out. Um, four or five boys I went to school with uh, at the Bloomsburg and PA, they're coming out, like, for three, four days. Like, it's going to be, like, the support is great, man. So, like, it's going to be a good one. It's going to be one for the books. <laughs>